there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 300 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. Now, this is a very different episode to normal, and you may have noticed that it's been a little while since I released episode 299, and i got to be honest with you, when I was coming up to episode 300, I was like, this is a this is a milestone. I've it's a big deal. I've got to make episode 300 amazing. It's going to be this amazing thing. And then I thought, but I don't know what what to do. What am I going to do that's going to make it amazing? And I ended up putting all this pressure on myself to do this phenomenal amazing episode 300. And what resulted was I didn't do anything. <laughs> I did nothing. I just put it off, put it off, put it off, and then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to put out an update because that's just what I feel like doing now. And I thought, you know what, yes, it's a milestone, but it doesn't have to be a big deal. And I know you, dear listener, you're not going to be emailing me or at the door with a pitchfork going, Christina, why wasn't episode 300 some phenomenal, like magical, I don't know, award-winning moment? I don't know. Anyway, that's some of the stuff that goes on in my head. And I, if you've created content before, if you currently do videos or whatever, there is this, I guess, self-imposed pressure to put out quality content every time because, you know, I want to put out quality content. I don't want to just put out weird drivel or whatever. So hopefully this episode is not a bunch of drivel, but it is going to be quite free-flowing because I just wanted to give you an update of where I'm at. So that's what you're going to get from today's episode. Um, if you're a brand new listener, um, maybe go listen to some of my past episodes. There's 299 of them um, that are focused on, you know, the the regular topics of this of this show. Today, I want to share with you what's been going on with, on with me, with my business, with my brand. And as you could see from the title, babies. And you might be thinking babies as in plural. And yes, you are right. You may know that I have one, but well, she's not really a baby anymore. She's a toddler, but she'll always be my baby. Um, My husband, Aaron, says that she'll be a baby until she's 37. (laughs) But yes, we are pregnant and we are expecting another baby early next year. So I am currently 12 weeks pregnant. I didn't plan to do this episode on the day of 12 weeks. If if you've had kids before, you'll know that the 12 weeks is a milestone for your pregnancy. It's like it's the end of the first trimester and hopefully the end of some of the the, um, more challenging, shall we say, pregnancy symptoms. And I got to say that it's, it has been a struggle. It's been challenging the last couple of months or so, just with everything. Um, if you've been pregnant before, if you have a partner who's been pregnant before, you'll know that the first trimester, well, this is the case for many people, the first trimester is often the most difficult part of the pregnancy because you're super tired all the time. You are feeling sick a lot of the time. And for me, I, I've actually been very grateful that my 
my symptoms haven't been very extreme. So I'm not nauseous to the point where I'm actually physically sick. But if I don't eat every two hours, I feel nauseous. And the funny thing is, is I don't feel hungry. I don't feel like eating. And the thought of food actually makes me go, oh, do not want to eat. But then as soon as I get into like a bowl of two minute noodles, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Give me more. And so my days have been, you know, waking up at whenever Brea, my two-year-old wakes up and then I'll eat a huge bowl of porridge. And then two hours later, I'm eating scrambled eggs on toast with avocado. And then two hours later, I'm eating, um, I don't know, two minute noodles again, which have been amazing. I've actually off them now, but for ages I was just in love. And then two hours later, I'm eating like pickled herring and cheese and crackers. And it's just ongoing. So I spend my days making food and then cleaning up or, and then spending the afternoon lying on the couch. So I've been in this space of basically do the bare minimum and just look after myself. And it's very challenging when you are a very driven person, like I'm naturally, I want to do well, I want to achieve stuff, you know, I want to get things done. And to have to just lie on the couch all afternoon because the first four hours of my day have just completely taken it out of me. It's not like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel normal. So I've been really um, just trying to be in this space of just acceptance and going, you know, it's, it's okay. And I guess if you're going through a similar thing, you know, it may not be pregnancy, but if you're going through, maybe you're not feeling well, maybe you've got COVID, um, maybe you've had some stuff going on in your life where, you know, maybe you've got some mental stuff going on in your life, mental health stuff, you know, just imagine what I like to do to help myself feel better is I like to imagine if a friend came to me with the same challenge. So I think if a friend came to me and said, oh, Christina, my, my first trimester pregnancy, things are really hard. I imagine what I would say to that friend. And then I turn that back onto myself. And I know that I would say to a friend, you know, this is expected. It's totally normal. It's fine to go and lie on the couch and watch Netflix for three hours in the afternoon. It's okay. This is all part of it. And importantly, it's not going to last forever. And this is something that I think is a really nice principle to apply to any rough patch or challenge that you're going through is to know that it's not going to last forever. It's impermanent and you will get through it. And so as I say this now, I'm at 12 weeks. I'm definitely noticing my some of my symptoms subsiding. So I'm actually starting to feel hungry instead of just feeling sick um, when I need food. Um, what else? I don't have like the hot and cold chills. Like I used to have these extreme, I'd be freezing and then I would put on all these clothes and then I would be boiling and then I'd have to take them all off again. And it just made sleeping quite uncomfortable. And I had quite bad insomnia. I would wake up at one in the morning and not be able to sleep for five hours. And that kind of messed up my morning. Um, yeah, so those sorts of symptoms are slowly subsiding, which I'm happy about, and I'm looking forward to, you know, having some more energy as well. But what it's mean for my business is I've had to get very specific about what I can and can't achieve or work on. Um, realistic's probably a better word. I've got to get realistic about it. And some days it's just like, do the bare minimum, you know, but that's okay. That's the the ups and downs of business. And I'm very fortunate to have Aaron 
uh, working in with pod, in Podcast Services Australia, our podcast company, um, with me, and and he's been, you know, taking on a lot of that load and also taking on the, the load of the dishes and the um, cooking and that kind of thing, where I basically just cannot do anything. All right, so that's what's going on for me um, personally. I also want to share some stuff that's going on with me with my uh, my brand. And I've, I've recently been taking part in a, a brand uh, accelerator program with a, a wonderful human by the name of Russell Pearson. I met him at the Prof- Professional Speakers Association, sorry, Professional Speakers Australia uh, conference a few months ago. And I've been learning a lot about brand and it, it's made me think about how I want to be perceived because it's been quite a number of years since I've thought about this. And, you know, now that it's, you know, I took some time off the C method. I took time off the podcast when I um, gave birth to Brea and obviously now I'm pregnant again. So I'll be taking time off next year, but for the rest of this year, there are some shifts that I want to make in my brand and something that happened, um, over the past couple of years, because I had limited time because we're Brea's at daycare two days a week. So we, Aaron and I are still looking after Brea three days a week and running two businesses at the same time. So definitely, you know, it's quite the juggle. Um, but something that I noticed was happening was because I was spending more time on our podcasting company, because that was growing um, a lot quicker, um, on, on LinkedIn and that kind of thing, I was posting a lot about podcasting. So, you know, the stuff that we were doing with the podcast company, I was posting my own podcast, I was sharing my clients' podcasts, that kind of thing. And I noticed that people started to think of me as a podcaster. And maybe you, dear listener, maybe you think of me as a podcaster, um, which I don't blame you because if if this is the only time you engage with me, you listen to my to my podcast, that's maybe, you know, what you think of me. Um, but what I re- what I saw was that people would come up to me, you know, I'd meet people or I'd meet my friends or my business colleagues and they'd come up to me and say, oh, hi, Christina. So how's the podcasting going? And it was all kind of, it was a bit vague. Like they would say, how's your podcast? And I would say, I think, um, well, I'm not my podcast. Like the, the podcast is not the only thing that I do. Like I'm actually a communication skills trainer and I coach people and I run programs and I do all these things and, but no one really knew that. Well, they didn't see that. They, they just saw me as this person who does podcasts or podcasting in general. And I, and it made me realize, okay, maybe I need to get a bit more intentional about what I'm putting out. And I went through my LinkedIn posts, you know, like my feet, like all the posts that I'd done. And I realized that they were pretty much all about like to do with podcasting. So there's no surprise that the image I'm putting out into the world is that I am a podcaster. So that is something that I want to change. And as part of this branding program that I did with Russell, um, one of the exercises that we did was to write a manifesto about what it is. Um, it's it's around like finding your purpose and uh, for, it's kind of like our truth. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining it, but I, I am going to share it with you. But this is something that I, I came up with around what really drives me to 
continue to um, do my work with helping professionals and women in particular to um, build their confidence, build their communication and their leadership skills. So I'm going to read out to you my manifesto. So what do I see today? I see smart, driven women struggling to make an impact in the workplace or holding themselves back from creating a career they love. Their fears and self-doubts and their inner critic hold them back from speaking up, being assertive and being vulnerable. Many women believe that they have to be nice in order to be liked. They think they're not enough in one way or another. Not smart enough, not qualified enough, not well-researched enough, or that it's not their place to challenge those who are senior to them. I also see, see them hiding this from their colleagues, not wanting to show vulnerability, afraid it may be seen as a weakness. The nerves and anxiety I see women feeling about their need to appear smart, knowledgeable and perfect leads them to avoiding speaking opportunities. Or they waste time over preparing. Or in the moment they go blank, their, their ideas leave their heads and they end up rambling and not getting their ideal message across. Now what's wrong with this picture is that there are really smart and qualified women being overlooked for leadership and senior positions because they have not been shown to demonstrate those strong leadership qualities, such as being assertive, confident, communicating their value and being visible. Women tend to wait to be promoted and rewarded for their hard work instead of making noise and showing that they deserve accolades. And if it goes on this way, I see there being fewer women in senior leadership positions and the workplace culture will suffer Decisions will be more likely to be male ego-driven and workplaces will be less collaborative. Now, I believe that the change needs to come from two places. First is organisation-focused. Organisations need to prioritise, invest and support in the development of their female leaders. They need to understand that different people learn in different ways and allow women, their women leaders to personalise their own learning and development. And the second is individual focused. Women need to learn the skill of managing their unconstructive thoughts and emotions. They need to understand that the inner voice that says you're not good enough is not who they are. Shifting the unhelpful thoughts and managing the fear and anxiety will make a huge difference to the way women show up and lead at work. Also, learning the technical skills of powerful language, Crafting a compelling message, storytelling, having difficult conversations, non-verbals and so on, this will, these skills will equip them with the communication tools that they need to navigate the workplace and their leadership journey. So how does it look like when it's changed? The most immediate result is that more women are going to feel courageous, confident and content, not only in their careers, but in their personal lives too. And then the follow-on effect is that a higher number of women in leadership positions will lead to improved culture and team collaboration and overall benefit for the company. A study published in the Journal of Applied Psychology in 2018 found that when women held top leadership roles, employees reported higher levels of engagement, job satisfaction and commitment to the organisation. And with this, I believe we will see more organisations making positive, meaningful impact 
in society and on the world. And we absolutely critically need that positive, meaningful change now more than ever. So that's my manifesto. This is really what's driving me, um, what, what has driven me, but I actually haven't, I think I've actually put it out there in, in that way. And so moving forward, I mean, this is what I'm currently working on, uh, working on ideas and how I want my brand to be presented to the world that uh, is going to allow me to fulfill this purpose. And I've also, I've, I've had a, some, you know, a really good time, you know, coming up with, you know, words to describe what I want my brand to be and that kind of thing. And, you know, I'll reveal more of that as I, you know, as I go about it, because it's not finalized, but it's definitely along the lines of being um, bold, artistic, lively, and, and inspirational. You know, I'm, I'm all about human connection and, and communication. And what I want to be known for is, you know, there's a lot of leadership trainers, a lot of, you know, leadership and communication experts and coaches out there. And what I really want to be known for is for creating fun and playful spaces where people can feel safe to express themselves fully, you know, whilst having a, a, a really good time. And I noticed that I do this outside my business life as well, which is interesting because, um, I don't know, some of you may, may know, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but um, Aaron and I, when we got married, we threw a festival, like a um, an all-night music festival at my dad's property and it was um, amazing. I don't know how else to describe I can't just describe it in one word. We ran a second one a couple of years later, a few years later, straight after COVID lockdowns. And I've also hosted a number of smaller events at the property as well. And hosting events really brings me so much joy. And, and I was thinking about what it was about events that I love so much. And it's about bringing people together, getting people out of their comfort zones, doing something different, connecting with others, and just having a, a really good time. And I realized that I can bring that element of me into my business life as well. So when I'm speaking on stage, it's about bringing making the event super fun, engaging, lively. And when people are in this space of laughing and having fun, they're also more likely to learn. They're more likely to absorb what it is that, that I'm sharing. And so for me, it's about, that's what I want to be known for. I also want to be known for inspiring people to be courageous, to, to speak up and to also care less about what others think. And, and of course, as I was mentioning in my manifesto, I want to be known for helping passionate and purpose-driven women to make a bigger impact for themselves, for their companies, and also for society. And that's the generalities of it, but I do get excited when I think about it. And so with this, with, with the brand, what I'm learning is that the brand then has to represent that everywhere. So if I am bold and dynamic and fearless and inspirational, how does that play out in my social posts? How does that play out in my, my photos of me? How does it play out in my website design? How does it play out in this podcast? You know, is it, is it reflecting all of those things as the brand? So I'm taking all of these things into consideration and it's a, a, a big task. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if I should be doing this all in one go or if I could slowly implement it. But I'm just letting you know, this is, this is where I'm at right now. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take a break from this podcast for the next couple of months. My energy is still, you know, somewhat restricted um, due to, you know, I mean, I'll be past 12, 12 weeks soon. So I should be, you know, not as fatigued and that kind of thing as I used to be. But I'm also very aware of just not over committing myself to too many things. And I want to take the next couple of months to really focus my creativity on working out, you know, what what my brand is going to look like and, and sound like, and then and putting measures into place to to make that uh, to present it to make it reality instead of just thinking about it. So that's where I'm at. So I will keep you up to date with um, how I go with the podcast. But in the meantime, I would love to hear from you if there is something specific uh, or hot to topics or that kind of thing that you would like to hear on the show then you are welcome to email me. It's cc at thecmethod.com or come on over to LinkedIn and connect with me um, and send me a message. You know, I'd love to love to hear from you. You know, are there people you would love to hear me have a chat to? Are there other topics you'd love to hear from me? Is there a specific challenge that you have at the moment that's, you know, leadership communication related, mindset related that you would love to hear me talk about? would love to hear from you. So um, reach out and let me know and I'll make note of those and, you know, maybe one day you'll hear me do an episode um, on that, on the podcast. By the way, if you're a relatively new listener, uh, I guess if you've started listening in the last six months or so, um, you might be wondering, what do you mean you've only got, you've, what do you mean you've done 300 episodes? Because there's not, they're not all publicly available. And this is true. I actually made like a few years ago, I made a bunch of my episodes private, only to members of my my membership group that I started a little while back. But I've since, um, I put that on pause and, and then I realized, oh, it's probably not very fair to keep a bunch of my episodes private when actually no one's accessing them. So I've started the process of making the more recent ones public again, and I've focused on making my solo shows public. So I've done like 140 um, solo episodes over the years. And I believe you can now access back to episode 200. So 200 to 300 in terms of all my solo shows should be publicly available. And all you've got to do is just scroll back through your feed uh, to find them. So I'm not going to re be republishing them here. Um, but if you refresh your feed, they'll show up there. And we'll be slowly making more and more of those episodes public again for your listening enjoyment. All right. So there's my update for you. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for, for joining me and also for your continued support. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I love receiving feedback from, from podcast listeners saying that they listened and enjoyed or implemented something or it made a difference in their lives. That's what, that's what keeps me going and, and coming back doing more episodes. But in the meantime, um, I will be taking a break, but, you know, keep an ear out for, for updates. Uh, if you want to be, I guess, updated first and you're not on my email list, go to thecmethod.com and uh, sign up there. I have a 10-day free small talk course, which I'm not sure if, you know, how it'll... Uh, how it'll go with the rebrand, it will still be there after the rebrand. So if you want to get in on that, um, jump on that, go to thecmethod.com. Um, actually, it's also at freeconfidencecourse.com. 
All right. And with that, thank you so much again for listening, Rockstar. Keep on being awesome. And I'll, I'll, I will talk to you soon. Take care. I'm Christina Canters, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Get Noticed.